I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey, how is everybody doing today? Welcome to Menno Minis. This is Denise Wellick-Peterson, creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. And the last few weeks, we have been talking about exercise and what type of exercise to do each week of your hormone cycle, whether you are perimenopausal, menopausal, or postmenopausal. Now, for you postmenopausal women, yes, you still have um, hormone ebbs and flows, so this can apply to you. And... In another podcast, I will talk about more about how that can happen. But for right now, take notes and we'll figure it out, okay? So we are going to talk about week two exercises. So week two is the follicular phase. So it's after your period and it's right up to ovulation, right? So roughly days 8 to 14, 8 to 15, okay? Now... Hormonally, what is happening is your estrogen is continuing to rise. So if you listen to the last podcast, you know that week one, when, once your period starts, estrogen starts to climb, right? And estrogen increasing means energy is increasing. So that's a yeah, yahoo, right? Now week two, that estrogen continues to climb, meaning energy continues to go up and testosterone also starts to increase. Now, right off the bat, right? Like testosterone increases not to the level of a man, but we do have testosterone and it increases. And we know that in a man, that means you're more able, they're more able to build muscle, right? Same thing, ladies. So week two is the week that we really, really want to hone in on how can we build more muscle this week, right? Because we know that not every week is a muscle building week. Some weeks are a massage week. But week two, on your way up to ovulation while your estrogen and your testosterone are high at their highest throughout the month, this is when we want to layer in the muscles right? So how do we do that? We lift heavy things. Okay, so let's define heavy things and lifting to failure, okay? So maybe your purse is heavy and your spouse or partner tells you all the time, but is it so heavy you have to set it down? Maybe your small child is heavy, but is it so heavy you have to set them down? Maybe your groceries are heavy, but do you have to set them down? Like, do you drop them, right? So when we're going to the gym, we want to lift something so heavy that we fail. Failure is your friend in the gym. 
And what does that mean? We want to make sure that it's not our mind failing, that it's not our mind saying that we can't do it. We want to make sure it's truly the muscle. Okay. So fun, quick story on how you figure out if you are physically failing or mentally failing. Okay. Um, back when I was working in the gym and I was doing hormone boot camp in person, I had a woman want to sign up and I was asking her, you know, like, like what kind of weights do you lift? Right. And, you know, I said, I showed her the move I wanted her to do. And she's like, Oh, I don't know, maybe 15, maybe 20. She wasn't, she was just really wasn't sure. Right. So I took her back to the gym and I said, now I'm going to count while you sing the alphabet. And this is what I want you to do. And I showed her, we, we were doing single arm ropes. Okay. Right. So we were pulling, pull, pull, pull. So she grabbed the weight she thought would be something she would fail at. And okay. So knowing it's a single arm rope, that's a very big muscle. Your back is a big muscle, right? So I expected a big weight. Well, in her mind, and as in most women's mind, big is a 15 pound dumbbell, right? Because back when we were growing up and Jane Fonda and Tammy Lee Webb were showing us the, the big weights, right? It was maybe a 15 pound dumbbell. So she grabbed the 15. I said, you start singing, do not even focus on the counting. I'm going to count. When she got to 10 and she was still whipping them out, I'm like, stop, go pick, go pick 10 pounds heavier. She looked at me, but she went and did it. And I said, start singing again. I started counting. She got to 10. She's still no sign of stopping. I'm like, "Uh, stop, go get 10 pounds more. And she looked at me. Eyes got a little bit bigger, but she started, said, start singing. I count, you sing. And we got to 10. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I went and got her a weight 20 pounds heavier. And she failed, right? Now failure meant she couldn't do it again. And that's what we're looking for. So... It might take a little bit of trial and error if you haven't been in the gym a long time or if you've always kind of been in the five pound club. So don't be afraid of the big, big weights, right? The big girl weights are there for you to use. Use them. Don't be afraid of intimidating the men around you. Just do it. It's pretty cool, right? Okay, so heavy stuff. But how heavy? You know, I talked about with this gal, I had her do 10 reps of stuff. I actually don't want you to be able to get 10. When we are in this muscle building phase, I want you to do four to eight repetitions. That's it. If you can get nine repetitions, that weight wasn't heavy enough. I don't want you to be able to get nine, right? Muscle growth happens when you lift something that's too heavy for you, okay? Because if you stick with that 10, 15, 20 pound weight on a big muscle group, Your body doesn't have to grow more muscle. It can already do that. You're just reminding it it can do that. Okay? So you need to lift something so heavy that you fail. All that being said, warning, disclaimer, medical disclaimer. If you're doing something over your face and afraid you might drop it, stop or get yourself a spotter, someone who knows what they're doing because, you know, I don't want you breaking your face. I don't want you breaking anything, okay? So make sure to stay safe while you are lifting really heavy, okay? So that might mean if you're at the gym that you hire a trainer for a couple of sessions or something so that you can be really clear on how to, that your form is good and um, that you are truly failing and you are not going to drop it on your face. If you have no one to spot you doing a chest press or something like that, right? So 
this week I was in the gym and I wanted to go heavier on my chest press, but there was no one there. I, I work out at one of those gyms where, you know, you can go in anytime and there's often not anyone there. Then I would recommend going just a hair lighter, or if you're going to go just as heavy, stop before you actually fail. But like, if you're getting nine or 10 or whatever, that's not what we're going for. Okay. So, or the other caveat to that is, um, a month ago when I was doing this workout, there were people there and, you know, I kind of looked around and I was watching what they were lifting to one, make sure they would be able to lift and get it off my face if I was failing. Right. And then I made sure to ask them, um, if they, if, if they, you know, be polite about it, wait till they're done. Don't ask them in the middle of a set. Hey, do you have time to spot me? You want to be able to, you say, you know, I'm going to lift 35, dom- 35 pound dumbbells in a chest press. I'm going for failure that should happen around six, seven or eight, right? Cause ideally this is on your third set. Um, tell them if you want help to get it up for that last time or not and make sure they know what they're doing, right? Because a lot of people will be like, yeah, sure, I'll spot you. And they stand there and they're kind of looking around like if their hands are not on you, for example, for a chest press, I usually will would grab people around the wrist because the closer you, the spotter, are to the weight, the dumbbell in the hand, the more likely you are to not let the person drop it on their face, right? So if they're just standing there with their phone in their hand, they are not going to save you. They're, they might be there to call 911, but they're not there to, to keep the weight off your face. If they are just um, holding you at the elbows, say for a chest press, if you're really lucky, they're very fast and can react very fast and try to push it away from you, but they're probably may or may not save your face right? So you want them to be grabbing your wrist. If you are unclear about whether or not they can help you, go find a personal trainer or someone else to help you, okay? And just FYI, the strongest person in the gym might not be the guy next to you. That's why I was paying attention and starting to watch as I knew I was going to want help to who was lifting closest to what I was lifting or more, right? You want someone strong. You don't want someone there on their first week, okay? So that's my big long medical disclaimer, because I don't want you to get hurt. Okay. So we talked about, we want to make sure that when you hit failure, it is your muscle failing, not your mind. Because a lot of times, again, we as women watched all those videos, we're going to get 10 to 15 reps, 10 to 15 reps, 10 to 15 reps, 10 to 15 reps. And then a lot of women I watch and, and at 15 or 10 or whatever their number is, 10, 12, 15, they're like, that's all I can do. And I was watching them going, mm, I don't think so. I think you can lift a little bit more, right? And that's just something that comes with practice on the trainer side. And as you, the lifter side, you know, are you actually failing? Or has your mind said, well, I did 12. We're going for the big weights, guys. Okay. So make sure it is your muscle that failed. Um, also, have you ever been at the gym and you see somebody, male or female, lifting something that looks heavy or not. And then they're done and they sit down and they whip their phone out and they sit, maybe they even set a timer or they look at the clock and they're looking for that 90 seconds or 60 second rest break. 
but they are not breathing heavy. They are not sweating. They're just sitting there playing on their phone. I got to tell you, they don't need the break. So here's the deal. On week two, when you have tons of energy and tons of testosterone, I want you to need the break. The weight should be so heavy, you're actually breathing like you just ran a marathon. Okay? You have, you honestly, like for real, not like uh, your mind fails, right? But you're breathing so heavy, you need the break. You know that if you were to pick that weight up again, you'd drop it on your foot. Okay? So you need the break. Again, when I first started teaching hormone boot camp in the gym, I'd have a lot of women going, well, you know, as we started out, we'd start out, um, you know, on the, the first of the program, right? And, and they'd be like, well, Denise, we're, it doesn't take us a half hour, you know? And I'm like, well, it will, you know, in a month or two months, we'll actually be lifting so heavy that you, you'll need the break and, and you will end up having to stop at the 30 minute mark. Okay. So it will come as the weights get heavier, the heavy breathing will come. The need for the rest break will come. Okay. Um, take as much rest as you need. If that's 30 seconds, take 30 seconds. If it's 90, take 90. If it's 75, take 75, 73, whatever it takes. Rest completely before you start the next set of whatever you're doing. Okay. Now I just mentioned that 30 minute mark. So side note, kind of true all month long, but side note, your workout you need to be very focused. You need to be in and out of that gym in 30 minutes or less. Okay, and here's the hormone response for it. When you go in and work out, you're, when you work out heavy or very, very fast, but that's a podcast for another day, your testosterone and your growth hormone increase. And we want testosterone and growth hormone to increase because those are fat-burning hormones. However, along with those two, cortisol also increases. I mean, there's, there's no way around it, right? You're creating physical stress, so cortisol is increasing. However, up until about the 30-minute mark, testosterone and growth hormone outpace the cortisol. So you're getting more benefit from the growth hormone and the testosterone than from the increased cortisol, right? But after 30 minutes, about, cortisol overtakes it and you start undoing all the good you've done. So I always say, pretend there's a bomb in your car and it's gonna go off if your butt's not back in the seat in 30 minutes out in your car, okay? That's get your warm up on, get your workout done, get back out in your car, okay? You have 30 minutes. Whether you are done with the workout you have on the piece of paper or not, you are done, okay? So, well, yes, take your 92-second break if you need a 92-second break. Know that if that means you only get three rounds in or three and a half rounds in, that's okay. That's okay. Because once cortisol enters into that mix and takes over the growth hormone and testosterone, you go back into fat storage mode, okay? So really important to be done in 30 minutes. All right, I want to quick wrap this up. You know I like to keep them short. So what do I do for my heavy lifting workouts? A leg move, a chest move, a back move, a beauty move, right? So legs, squats, lunges, whatever. Back, deadlifts, lat pulldowns, rows, chest, push-ups, chest press, 
part, you know, whatever, all the variations. Beauty part. A beauty part is whatever whatever part you want to work on, right? Maybe it's the back of your arms, your triceps. Maybe it's your butt. Maybe it's your calves. Maybe it's your forearms. I don't care. Whatever your beauty move is, maybe it's your shoulders, right? Whatever muscle group you want to focus on, that is your beauty part, right? Okay. How do you know how much weight to lift? If you are new to the game, trial and error. If you are trying to figure it out based on past workouts, remember you need to go back to your last week two. Not last week, because last week was week one, right? But week two. You always want to compare week two to week two, week three to three, four to four, one to one. Okay? Because hormonally, chemically, physically, we are different women every single week of your cycle. So you want to make sure that you are comparing apples to apples, not oranges to pears. Okay. And this is true in lots of areas of our life, including our social tendencies, our work, uh, mental capabilities, our skincare, even our nutrient requirements vary from week to week throughout your cycle. And this is something we're going to continue to explore through this season of Meno Minis. We're going to talk about each week where you are socially, work-wise, skincare-wise, nutrient-wise, what you need to change, what you don't need to change. Are you excited? If you've got any questions, be sure you drop them in the comments or shoot me an email. But for now, that's all I've got on week two workouts. Next podcast, we are going to talk about the number one most important exercise you can do if you're over 40. Stay tuned. We'll see you soon. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals and hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.